time once again for a Thursday night football preview. This week we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't that long ago that we saw these two teams meet when Atlanta won in overtime back in week number eight, 37 to 34. The NFC is as wide open as any division this year as the Buccaneers and the Falcons to the top first place there in the division at four and five. The New Orleans Saints, they're at three and six. And the Carolina Panthers, well, they're at about two and seven. That said, the Panthers, they did defeat the Buccaneers 21 to three way back in week number seven. Now, Atlanta, they are coming off a tough loss in a very unconventional manner there last week when they forced a turnover and then somehow fumbled away that opportunity, basically in the same play, essentially outchargering the Chargers. While Carolina is coming off yet another loss, this time to the hands of Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals. And we know what Joe Mixon did in that game. Anyone who's playing fantasy, they know exactly what Joe Mixon did. Now, as far as the quarterback position is concerned, when we dive into the tail of the tape in this contest, we have Marcus Mariota taking on P.J. Walker. Now, starting with the Atlanta Falcons signal caller there, how is Marcus Mariota the fantasy QB8 this season after nine weeks? Mariota has thrown for less than 150 yards in five of his last six contests, including 129 yards last week against those L.A. Chargers. Mariota has 13 touchdowns this season, including three on the ground to go along with his 304 rushing yards. Carolina, they may struggle against certain skill positions this season when it comes to fantasy, but however, they've allowed 12 touchdowns this season while picking off opposing signal callers on six separate occasions, surrendering just 2,160 yards to date. If Mariota continues to struggle to throw the ball, fantasy points, they're going to be difficult to come by in this matchup this week against the Panthers, who have allowed the sixth fewest rushing yards this season to quarterbacks. And that has been where Mariota has buttered his bread, so to speak, for fantasy managers. Mariota on Thursday night football is an unstoppable force. I mean, he's been pretty darn good throughout his career, going 3-0 and with seven touchdowns and a 115.8 passer rating. As for P.J. Walker there, the former XFL superstar who supplanted Baker Mayfield as the Carolina Panthers quarterback so far this season, P.J. Walker once again named the starter. I mean, Coach Wilkes basically said, if I was to bench everyone who was playing bad last week, this whole team would have been benched. But how long does he hold on to that designation this week? Based on this matchup alone, you would have to think that Walker and this Panthers offense should be able to move the ball once again on this Falcons defense that is allowing 19.9 fantasy points per contest to the quarterback position, which happens to be the sixth most. Walker this season in five contests, four games in which he has started, has thrown for 623 yards while completing 58.9% of his passes. He has also thrown as many interceptions as he has touchdowns there, three with a quarterback rating there of 77.9 and yet he is still the best option for the Panthers under center. We saw what Walker could do to this Falcons defensive unit just a couple weeks back. We talked about the 37-34 overtime victory for the Falcons. He would end up throwing for 317 yards and a touchdown. You know, he also threw that 62-yard dime, that bomb to DJ Moore, which happens to be perhaps the best throw that we have seen all season long by any quarterback across the league. Now, let's see if Walker, though, he can bounce back from last week's 3-for-10 performance that involved two interceptions and just nine passing yards. And he's basically replaced in favor of Baker Mayfield. And I'd hate to say it, that's not really calling it much of a favor. 
That said, of note, Sam Darnold was activated this week, but being a short week, he's likely not playing. Now, turning our attention to the running backs here, and this is where, if you're into fantasy, you can pretty much start every and any running back that is available in this contest. Now, starting for the Falcons here, Cordell Patterson. In Patterson's return last week, he managed to hit pay dirt on multiple occasions on just 13 carries in his first action since being activated from the IR. It feels as if you're going to bring a running back in slowly into the fold here. Facing the Chargers and the Panthers in back-to-back weeks is the optimal time to do so, as the Chargers rank second to last in fantasy points against per game. And the Panthers, they're not much better there, as they are the fourth from the bottom there when it comes to fantasy points allowed there, 27.5 per contest. Patterson saw just 42% opportunity share last week while playing roughly 39% of the snaps in that return. Patterson will continue to concede some snaps to Tyler Algier there once again this week, despite having four touchdowns in the last five games in which he's played. But Algier, he has earned every opportunity that he's going to get because last week against the Chargers, he managed to turn 11 of those opportunities into 123 yards. Now, back in week eight, it was Caleb Huntley that led this Falcons backfield. In overtime there, when he averaged 5.7 yards per carry on his way to a 91-yard rushing performance. The 1,036 rushing yards allowed this season is the fourth most allowed on the ground this season by any team, while the 319 receiving yards, two backs, which the Panthers have allowed, that is the 12th most. But the four receiving touchdowns, that's, that's a different story altogether. That sits as the second highest mark through nine weeks. Now, on the other side of the ball, we have Dante Foreman. Now, keep an eye on this injury report here as it pertains to Chuba Hubbard there. Ultimately, the Panthers would like to operate this backfield as a timeshare, splitting touches between both Dante Foreman there and Chuba Hubbard. You don't have to go back very far here. We talked about this matchup just happened in week number eight. And back in week eight, Foreman, he turned 23 attempts on the ground into three touchdowns and 118 yards, which is as good as reason as any to explain why the Falcons have surrendered the eighth most fantasy points to running back so far this season. Atlanta has given up the seventh most rushing yards so far at 891, the seventh most receiving yards to backs at 386, as well as 10 touchdowns. Now, I know we don't want to look too far ahead, especially as it pertains to this Carolina Panthers backfield, but the Falcons aren't the only favorable matchup on the Panthers' schedule here. Per PFF, the Panthers had the easiest remaining schedule for running backs this season. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Make sure you got those guys off your waivers. Now, the wide receiver position, let's talk about these Falcons pass catchers first, starting with Drake London. The only teams that are averaging less than the Falcons, 157.2 passing yards per game, are the Bears and the Titans this season. And the Bears' offense is finally starting to click. Either way, all three of these teams, they also sit inside the top 10 when it comes to rushing yards. We know that the Falcons are a rotten first team. There's no secret about that. They basically sit 30th or worse in every passing category there. And yet, their points per game, their touchdown rate, it's all within the top 12. Yet somehow, some way, despite Marcus Mariota only attempting 201 passes a season, Drake London has come away with 33 receptions on 56 targets that Mariota has pushed his way for team-leading 369 yards. One of the reasons that Mariota is going to continue to push the ball towards the rookie's way, Drake London, he has yet to have an official drop on his record on 56 targets a season, which sits tops amongst all receivers as far as targets without a drop are concerned. Now look for London and Pitts to see plenty of J.C. Horn yet again 
this week. Horn, he's not exactly what you call a shadow-type corner. He's not going to follow either one of these pass catchers from one side of the field to the other, but he's certainly going to play a role in whoever Mariota is looking for. The last time that these teams met, Horn was targeted just three times, giving up only one reception, and that was to Demir Bird. Now, if you want more mismatch information to take a deeper look at these corners versus wide receiver type matchups, there's a tool for that over at FantasyPoints.com, and you can access that with your subscription. If you want to save some money on that subscription, use promo code 22VIPERS10. That's going to get you 10% off. Now, the other pass catchers here for the Falcons, Olamide Zacchaeus there. I'm not entirely sure why I added him to this preview. Then again, the same can be basically said for any of his pass catchers slash downfield blockers here on the Falcons. Then again, the Panthers, they have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to receivers this season and are allowing 35.56 fantasy points per contest after allowing 1,411 yards, which happens to be the ninth most in the league. Did you know that Zacchaeus there leads all receivers this season in fantasy points per target at 2.16? The next closest wide receiver happens to be Gabriel Davis, and he's sitting at 2.06 fantasy points per target. In the 2022 campaign, Zacchaeus has 22 receptions on 25 targets for 331 yards and two touchdowns while averaging about 15 yards per reception. Unfortunately, he has not been targeted more than four times in any game since back in week number seven. J.C. Horn, I mentioned that, he's not going to follow pass catchers around, and his prop riders are probably going to be split between Pitts and London. So in all likelihood, we should be seeing Dante Jackson there in coverage against Zacchaeus once again this week. Now, back in that week eight contest, it was Damir Bird who was the top receiver when these two teams met, catching three passes for 67 yards. But I'm old enough to remember December of 2019 when Dante Jackson gave up a 93-yard touchdown pass to Olamide Zacchaeus. Then again, that was Matt Ryan throwing the ball. And if Mariota was able to do that, that would literally account for more than half his passing yards in a single contest. Now, the pass catchers for the Carolina Panthers. How about we start with DJ Moore? Whether it's Baker Mayfield or TJ Walker, you know DJ Moore is going to get targeted. In fact, he's been targeted 71 times this season, which is the 12th most in the league. However, being targeted and being targeted by catchable balls are apparently two completely different entities there in Carolina. Now, of those 71 targets, they've only translated into 35 receptions. Moore is one of six receivers this season with at least six targets in each contest. Who is Moore's preference under center? He may not he may not want to say it, but the numbers they do. With Mayfield, Moore is averaging about 9.3 fantasy points per game, and when Walker is calling the shots, then Moore has been producing more than 16 fantasy points per game. It's safe to say more managers want more Walker and less Mayfield. Back in week number eight, again, I'm going to reference this game. Against the Falcons, Moore posted 27.5 fantasy points thanks in part to 152 yards receiving on six receptions, not to mention that 62-yard bomb, that dime we talked about, that maybe the best pass of the season. It resulted in a touchdown, sending that game to overtime. A good portion of those fantasy points came on that play. Now, the other wide receiver is starting to make a little bit of noise here as of late. Terrace Marshall, he's becoming a waiver wire wonder here as we head into the back half of the season. Is Terrace Marshall finally becoming a thing? In Marshall's last two games, he has seen 15 targets, producing 140 of his 201 receiving yards so far this season, which has resulted in his first career NFL touchdown, which came last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Of those 15 targets, five of them have come in the red zone, which is as many red zone targets as DJ Moore has seen all season. 
Now, Atlanta has been very generous when it comes to fantasy points to render two receivers this season, as only the Steelers are allowing more than the 45.5 fantasy points per game that the Falcons have allowed. Now, finally, we're going to talk about the tight ends in this contest. You all know about Kyle Pitts. You want to hear a funny stat line that makes no sense? How about Kyle Pitts' 23 receptions, which is the 18th most, were just 285 yards, which is the 15th most amongst tight ends? Okay, that wasn't the stat I wanted to bring out, but Pitts has earned a 30.4% target share this season, and yet he only has 208 air yards to show for it. How is that even possible? You literally have 285 yards, but only 208 of them are air yards on 30% target share. Last week, Pitts saw a 70% route involvement, yet he came away with just two receptions for 27 yards. I can't trust him. I just can't. The talent is there, but the production simply is not. Now, perhaps Pitts gets involved this week, much like he did in that Week 8 contest there, where he saw nine targets, holding five of them for 80 yards, and he got one of his two touchdowns on the season in that game. Pitts currently sits eighth amongst tight ends this season and yards per route run at 1.76. So he does have that working for him. Carolina, for the most part, has been good when it comes to limiting opposing tight ends for fantasy purposes as they sit 13th in the league in fantasy points against at 10.84. Finally, we have Tommy Tremble, who will be looking to add his third touchdown in the last four weeks when the Panthers take to the field on Thursday night football. Look, the tight end position here has been a complete crapshoot each and every week. If you are looking to continue to stream tight ends and you have Hayden Hurst on by, and I mean, that doesn't really sound very fantasy friendly and not really something you want to be saying very often, but then you could do worse than plugging in a tight end who has seen back-to-back weeks of at least four targets. Now, it helps that the Falcons are allowing 15.03 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. And they have allowed 588 yards and 59 receptions to the position. And no, Tommy Tramble did not write 8675309, but he is hopeful that P.J. Walker will be able to turn to him this week and give him something to hold on to. And if you want to hold on to more, if you want to score more, head to FantasyPoints.com, use promo code 22Vipers10, and we will see you next week.